clear Coming through geocache talk A voice on the line I hear Coming through geocache talk It's time for geocache talk Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are We hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching if you're watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for our music and all of our patrons. I forgot to update the patron <laughs> thing, but I will tell you our new patrons... Our new patrons are Autumn EB, Team Monroe's, Jokerus, Skippy Teddy 83, and Casper Fly, and Retired Guy. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron Heart link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website, or you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. For more details, patrons get the now famous. Blackout coin. Oh, there we go. Derek's got his. I got mine. So we're good. <laughs> uh, other geocaching items during the year. Well, as bonus content, we just had a patron party on Tuesday where we announced a, a couple items. What was that? That was a lot of fun. It was. We had a great time. We did it Zoom. It, we did it through Zoom. So we had a lot of cool interaction. Um, we had a lot of giveaways, which I had threatened the patrons patrons <laughs> with and i did we gave away a lot of giveaways yes um so that was a great special event uh, only for patrons we have a couple announcements that we made to them that we're going to give we're going to do one of the announcements next week i think during the next show so come back next week and you'll hear a major announcement for that but not this week nope, and you're uh, not going to want to miss it you don't want to miss that support levels uh, start at as little as bison tube level. That's $3 a month. Well, let's jump right in. We got so much to cover. So let's jump right into show 217. So we welcome back to the show, Alexandra Boylan. Alexandra, welcome back to Geocache Talk. You can't hear me? I don't hear us? anything. Oh, okay. Uh, you you want to, you can log out back in. That should help it. You want to try it that way? Okay, she's yeah, she's trying to do that. Hey, uh, while we're what about riding rain? Don't we still have something going on with riding the rain? We do. While yeah, while we're while she's working on that with her um, audio, let's do the audio or let's do the um, our promo for the month, and we're at the end of our promo for ride in the rain. R i t r dot com. In case you're wondering, uh, ride in the rain. It's um, Promo code geocache is the um, the code to use, and you get at least thirty percent off. And uh, Derek, as you know, we could you can get up to uh, gosh, almost fifty percent off sometimes. Yeah, just depending on how you use the promo codes that are going on at the same time. Like, yeah. yeah, I've heard it up to fifty percent before. On yeah, that. I, I have I have heard that as well. So anyway, so. Alexander, can you hear us yet or not yet? Not yet. That's a no. Maybe we should try to. 
I'm going to remove her and re put her back in, see if we can get. Maybe that'll help. Try that. Oh. All right. Is can that, you hear us is now? Is that any better? Can you hear us now? I'll, uh, I'll send her a note. We'll have okay. her log out. Um, All right. I'll go ahead and take her out for a second. Yeah, kick her out, and we'll get we'll bring her back in. So, okay. Um, let me tell her to let's let's get her to retry that. Yeah, so I can kick fine. her out from the studio, but I don't know if that would allow her to come back in. So I know you can't. I can kick one. her. Um, no, I want. Um, no, I just want to kick her out. Oh, she's out. She's out. All I right. did that. Okay, <laughs> I you did her that. Out. So I'm gonna send her a quick note and have All her right. get back on, and hopefully then her audio will be fine. So, um, sorry guys for all the technical difficulties. This is what happens to when you're doing a live show. It so, happens. Yep. It happens. But one of the things, uh, well, I guess we could go ahead and talk some of the yeah. what's coming up this week. Go real for quick. it. Um, of course, gadget talk this week we got coming up uh, on Tuesday night. We're gonna be doing one of the chats. A lot of people have been asking Chad about Here how to do. Hang on, uh, we'll the get... inserts for the ammo can. So that's what we're going to be building on Tuesday night okay. on on Gadget Talk. So we're going to be doing that. So you don't want to miss that. And that's at cool. eight o'clock central, uh, right here on the network. Oh, so I think we're to hear. Can you hear us? Yes, now I can. I couldn't hear right. anything before. I'm that's sorry. Okay. I don't know what happened. That's okay. That's we can right. hear you now, and you can hear us. So we're good. So well, yes. welcome back to the show. Let's start with there. <laughs> Thank yep. you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Absolutely. Uh, Alexandra's been on a few times. We had last time was at Christmas time. We were doing podcast to hope. We raised, I think it was about $8,000 for St. Jude. And uh, thank you so much for being on for that. That was a lot of fun. You're uh, welcome. That's wonderful yeah. news. Yeah, that was, that was a fun night. We always, you know, we do eight, eight straight hours of podcast. So that's always uh, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I love that. Yeah. So a uh, lot to talk about tonight. Um, but uh, Derek, go, finish your finish your thought. We're going to jump into. Okay. So I things. think I was actually pretty done. We're going to be doing the uh, ammo can insert on Tuesday night on Gadget yeah. Talk. So and then the following week um, right here on Geocache Talk Network, I'll be here once again. Memphis yep. is still. Well, Memphis is supposed to be in Memphis tonight. Yeah, Memphis um, should be in Memphis of all of all places. Yeah, for a strange thing. Uh, but next week we're going to be talking about something I kind of do a little bit is some creative cash builds. So yes. that's going to be next week, so you're not going to want to miss that. So a lot of gadget stuff this week coming up on um, No Tom. Tom. Tom no, wants Tom. to do. I've done twelve hours. Tom wants no. to do twelve hours. Uh, no, we're gonna no. stick with we're gonna stick with eight. I don't think <laughs> YouTube allows longer than eight, anyways, yeah. without having to restart. So, oh. uh, Udac, by the way, Alexandra it lives out in in Los Angeles. Oh, cool! So, yeah, so we got we got some California folks in the chat room, um, but yes, yeah, she's right. Almost Christmas again. So crazy! It's been a crazy year. So. Um, yeah. So uh, first thing I want to talk about because, um, cause I can, cause, <laughs> cause I started geocache not network and by golly, I want to talk about it. Alexandra will let me talk about it. So I'm wearing my Thor shirt, as you can see, wearing my Thor shirt because it's a, it's a, it's, it's still to me a crazy story. And I don't think a lot of people, ha uh, in the public really, uh, understand 
what all goes on. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I do want to cover it again a little bit. Uh, and that is being a stand in on a movie. And so um, Alexandra was able to be a stand in on the first Thor movie, which was of course funny because um, <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't really understand what they were going, where they were going with Thor <laughs> at the yes. time. Yeah, it wasn't what it is. It, Marvel wasn't what Marvel is today. Right. And um, they had only made like Iron Man at the time. And I still didn't quite know. And um, I just heard they were looking for Natalie Portman stand in on Thor. And I had just, I had just worked in Albuquerque, New Mexico as Megan Fox's stand in on a movie called Passion Play. And I was like, well, now I'm a pro because I've done one movie. <laughs> exactly. So I like went into the open call in Albuquerque, New Mexico to be Natalie Portman stand-in. And funnily enough, I actually got the job. But then they called me later and they were like, to be honest, you don't fit in her clothes because she's like a size zero, zero, zero. Like she's, <laughs> she's very little. When I met her, I was like, oh, yeah, I am not that little. Yeah. So they actually called me and said, we're so sorry. You can't be in Natalie Portman's stand-in. Um, and I was so disappointed. And then they actually called me and said, do you want to come in and be Kat Denning's photo double? So a photo double and a stand-in are different. A stand-in, okay. you literally um, go in and stand in for them and do the lighting and the cameras. Then you walk away and the actor comes in and does everything. A photo double is actually photographed as the actor from afar. Oh, okay. So they called me and said, do you want to come be Kat Dennings stand-in because your sizes match Kat Dennings? And I was like, sure. So I, I took a one-day job for the first day they were filming Albuquerque. And I just sat in a trailer. They actually never brought me out to do anything. Oh, no. But it was, yeah, but it was funny because at lunch, I had... I had had befriended some of the local stand-ins. So I went to the catering lunch to eat with them and say, hey, guys, what's up? I yeah. didn't get the job as Natalie Portman stand-in, but I'm here because of Kat Dennings. And actually, the cinematographer saw me in the lunchroom and right. said, who's that girl? She matches Kat Dennings like to the T. Let's bring her in as Kat stand-in. So they actually let the other Kat Dennings stand-in go, and they brought me in, and I got to be her photo double and her stand-in. That's wow. how I got the job. I <laughs> I always say always say yes to every job you can get because you never know how it will turn in. And then I ended up doing the entire New Mexico run of Thor, which right. was all the Earth scenes, all the scenes mm -hmm. that take place on planet Earth were shot in Galisteo, New Mexico. Wow, that yeah. is cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, the, it's it's more. I think the thing that at least I had, I think maybe a lot of the people in the public don't understand is when they think stand in, they go like, Oh, literally just stand there. And then when they're ready, you know, it's like, no, no, no. There's a lot more work that goes into being a stand in. It's a lot of work. People don't wreck. No one has any idea how much work it is. And it, it does depend on what film you're on. So for Marvel and for Thor, you know, we're working with, um, huge stars. We're working with Kenneth Branagh, who's a huge director, if anyone knows Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. He oh, was yeah. the director. And so for actually us on that movie, what they would do was the actor would pretty much just run it once, if that. Mm -hmm. And they would leave. 
and the we as stand-ins would go in and run it and run it and we'd run it until the the lighting was perfect we run it till all the cameras were perfect and then we'd keep running it and then they would bring the actors in and show the actors us running it wow and then once they've perfected it like they record us like we would do action we would do full-on scenes Wow. And then once they literally felt like it was 100% ready, we would step out and the actor would do it like four times. But we would run it like 17 to 25 times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> until it's perfected. And especially because there's like a lot of special effects with like the blowing up the buildings. Like at the end of the movie when they're running through the, the, yeah, the, town. the town. Oh, mm -hmm. my gosh. That was wow. intense. And we had to know timing when we hit the marks when they say their lines because the the cameras are following us as though they're actually recording it just regularly and you have to do everything to the t and marvel's hardcore so if you didn't do it to the t they were not happy with you <laughs> yeah. so good thing i was really good at memorizing really fast oh wow yeah that's the other thing is that you weren't like you well how much time between you getting the job well when you got the job it's like they're starting to film, right? I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, we don't mem so we don't memorize the lines. You can hold your scripts and do the lines, but you memorize okay. is you watch the actors run an entire scene once. And you oh, have wow. to remember every single mark. So when an actor's in front of the camera and say they go to a they go to a desk and they pick mm -hmm. something up and then they walk across the room and then they go right. over there. Those are all marks. So right. sometimes like I did Agent Carter, you know, the show Agent Carter. Yeah. Oh yeah, love that show. I, I was her stand-in. I know. Really? Me too. I was her stand-in on both seasons. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, yeah, because that was like my wife's have... and our favorite show. I. It's such a good show. I was heartbroken when it got canceled too, and I love Haley Atwell. Yep. I loved working with her. She was awesome. Now at Disney Plus, it might come back. You maybe get maybe get to be a stand-in again. I might I get a so. job now. Get to I work on that. Gone from that. Uh, <laughs> I hope, but, um, but anyway, sometimes the actor will have like 20 marks in a scene. And so you watch that only once and you right. have to remember every single mark and everything oh, wow. the actor does. So it is, it, it is a skill set. It's a lot of work. You don't just stand there. You're moving constantly on, right. on lines too. Like she's right. like, Hey, how are you Thor here? And then it's like Thor this, and then you're on another mark. You have to remember all that. It's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> well that's awesome yeah i love i love that story so thank you for indulging my marble it was fun and you know i'll just tell you guys i knew, i worked with chris hemsworth before he was chris hemsworth right because no one knew who he was all i was like who's this really hot guy with right this, wearing this really ridiculous suit that looks stupid <laughs> right. because in real life the suits look so ridiculous they don't yeah. look anything like they look on the big screen in real life you're like what are they doing? But anyway, he was the nicest, kindest man ever. He used to hang out on set all the time. He never went back to his trailer. He oh, was just a great guy. And Kat Dennings was so sweet. I loved working with her. So I had a really great experience on that movie because they were all really nice people. So that was fun. And I don't even know if they knew what was about to happen to their careers. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, they really, they really did not know. I mean, like you said, it, it didn't, it didn't really b blow up to what it what it till later yeah mm -hmm. and so yeah, yeah. incredible so okay so, well thank, so, all thank right, you so we that. got a question here this is from okay. so she's asking uh 
How has filming changed during COVID-19? I assume there's a lot of new regulations. Yes. Well, great question. I actually just shot a movie in Georgia last month. So I can actually answer that question. We were one of the first independent films to get the SAG green light to make a movie. Oh, wow. Um, yep, we shot 17 days in Columbus, Georgia. In uh, We started July, wait, July 20th or August? Wait, where are we? I don't know. I, I don't know. This whole year, don't ask <laughs> Time me. Time goes so crazy, much. right. It's still right. February as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> I know. Um, there's a lot more regulations. Uh, testing, you have to be able to test everybody, especially actors three times a week. Ugh. And anybody in zone A, which anybody who has to be less than six feet from an actor or touch an actor is zone A. So everybody, every actor in every zone A has to be tested every three days. You can have zone B, anybody who doesn't need to be near an actor, they can get tested once a week. And of course you wear masks all day and social distancing, which is a humongous challenge on a movie set because you are so close to everybody when you're making a movie. Mm -hmm. and making a movie so uh things have changed a lot for that i didn't i don't particularly like it because on our movie sets we really try to create a family and mm -hmm. an environment of like family and that's yeah. my dog barking sorry okay. <laughs> he's just saying hi he's literally the cutest thing ever we love ever. the big puppy dog <laughs> and um yeah this is you know when we have to film from our homes you have dogs yep. and stuff and people but anyway exactly. um yes i don't like it because the, the mask also i think one of the biggest challenges in COVID 19 is wearing a mask because john katie graham who's the director that i work with and i'm the producer if i had an issue with a scene normally i go over and whisper in his ear so that the actors don't hear and it's kind of like private because if you say something wrong it makes people insecure and then it gets them out of their head and all and then they can't act and with the mask, it's so hard to be like, I'm trying to tell you a secret. And they're like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> right. And I like for like the longest time I was trying to get John's attention for this scene that there was a problem within the camp, like within the, what you're seeing, right. but I couldn't get his attention. And then because he couldn't hear me, he didn't know I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want everybody to hear what I was saying. Right. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal, but if they had heard it, it would have made them all very self-conscious. So all right. that I hate. And I, I read lips. I used to work in nightclubs. So I have a lot of hearing issues. So I've really noticed with masks, I cannot hear what people are saying because I'm actually had no idea. I'm 41 next week. I didn't know how much I was reading lips until this all happened. Right. So, wow. Yeah. wow. It's hard. It's a challenge, but that's yeah. the things that have changed. <laughs> right. Uh, Owen was asking if yeah. there were, you know, were there like nose tests where, yeah. Were um, yeah, we had to do nasal swabs and we rented a machine from a hospital that did the 15 minute nasal swab test. So you swap, they, you have a COVID officer who sticks it up your nose, sticks it in a machine and in 15 minutes. It tells you if you're negative or positive. We did that okay. three times a week. Yeah, and during hay fever, or just no, you were, it's, this was during hay fever season, so that's a good thing. But you'd have clean sinuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was really hot. I mean, Columbus, Georgia, in the summer is like a hundred and ten straight humidity. Oh yeah, it's brutal. And we were seventy percent of the movie took place outside, so you know our COVID officer kept telling us that you know scientifically what doctors would say you can take your mask off because it dies in the heat. 
but the SAG union rules say you can't. So we'd be working in 13 hours in 110 degree humidity with a mask on all day. Yeah. Dying, dying. And my brain, like half the days I was like, I, I can't, I'm not functioning correctly because I can't think. So right. did you have to do the actual scenes with the mask on as well? Or could you take it off during the scenes? Well, I produced that movie. I didn't act. The actors, didn't. they can take their mask off when they perform the scene. But the okay. entire crew who's outside working right. has to wear their mask at all times. Okay. That was hard. Because actors can also go inside and take a break, be in air conditioning. The crew right. doesn't get yep, a break. The crew doesn't. Nope. Yeah. A break. yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be, that's all got to be hard, too, on makeup and wardrobe and all that because you're because you know you got so many other things to deal with other than yeah. obviously the heat <laughs> you know yeah we, so. we we put the heat challenge on top of everything else and um wardrobe yeah every i mean making a feature film making a movie making anything is so hard anyway covid just adds to the stress and the and and you know, we, we, we stepped out in faith and God protected us. We did 342 COVID-19 tests on our set and not a single positive test. Wow, that's good. Wow, that is great. We were so protected and we felt like we were supposed to make the movie. But if you ask me now, I don't know if, if I, I don't want to do it again in those <laughs> right. conditions. <laughs> Maybe well, the winter and not in the summer. Yeah, yeah really and let's, let's hope all this get, gets over so we can get back, like you said, get, get back, back to, to normal. Or whatever the normal. new normal is. Yeah. I so, want the old normal. The old normal. I love the old normal. I need a shirt like that. I, I want, want the old, old normal. I want the old normal too. I don't um, uh -uh. So, yeah. so, so last week we had on um, Doug McRae, who was the co-inventor of Ms. Pac-Man. Great stories he told, and it was just a lot of fun. So, and we had some giveaways. So I want to mention the winners of the giveaways. And then um, we have a funny question that, I mean, uh, something that I don't know if people know about. So we'll, we'll talk about something that Alexander did now a long time ago. But anyway, so first the winners. So the winner of the, the coveted, there's not many of these in the world. That's why it's very, very coveted. The coveted Ms. Pac-Man coin. Yay! Isn't it cool awesome, looking? Game. That is cool so looking. cool. I want to win that. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, the winner of this particular one was Ann Poe. She lives in Georgia. How funny is that? So there you go. So Ann, I'll be sending that to you. Um, also, we had two... Uh, path tag winners. I don't have the path tags. Doug has them, so I can't show them, but people are know know about it. So we got uh, winners for two path tags. One of them was uh, Desmonda Al Allen. So Desmonda, I'll get your uh, uh, mailing address later. And also Jason. I don't know if he's in the chat room tonight. Um, Jason, he lives in Australia, and it's uh, he's usually on. We usually have uh, a handful, just to let you know, Alexander, we usually have a handful or more people in Australia and New Zealand because it's Monday afternoon there. And so a lot of them will pop on and, and watch the show uh, when they're probably supposed to be working, but I don't, that's not my job. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that do that. <laughs> or they're stuck in COVID-19 lockdown. Right. So they can just yeah. watch it while they work at home. That's right. That's exactly right. So, all right, there, there's our winners for that, but. 
What? Um, oh, there's one. There's there's one of our. There's an Aussie. There's one of our Aussies, our Australian Yay. friends. So there's one. Good to see you, buddy. Um, um, but speaking of video video games, Alexandra was in a video game. Correct? True. Is that a question for me or your audience? As for well, I should have asked the people. Uh, we could have made it a true false thing, but yeah, uh, go ahead. Tell tell us tell us were you true. actually part of a video game? Yes, she was. True. She was Pizza Girl. <laughs> pizza Girl in your pure, your pizza adventure. Yes, your pizza adventure. Uh, probably on a shelf somewhere, and you, you're saying someday you'd hope to. To get it out of mothballs and 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 bring it back. Oh my gosh, so much so. You know, we made that app game before it was like technology hadn't caught up with us yet. We made an app game that was a ahead of its time. Right. When the phone just wasn't big enough to handle watching a movie and making choices in a game. Right. And if we redid it now. There's plenty of room on the iPhones and we kind of crashed the phones, even though I, you know, Apple loved what we did. Apple approved it immediately and was like, this is really incredible. You guys made something that shows what our phones are capable of doing. But right. it was just a little too soon and we ended up having to pull the game. And now, you know, we, we, you need, when you, you need an app developer. So that app developer's kind of gone on with his life and we just, Need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and we so, got busy. <laughs> so Thank the you. so you. the pizza, pizza ninja. <laughs> that's his, and that's he didn't just make that up. That's his normal <laughs> name. Is the pizza ninja? I love it. it does sound like a great game because you know he's the pizza ninja. So there you go. Yeah, that's your that, pizza that, adventure. Yeah, you would love it. it. The game was about delivering a pizza. And you are a pizza delivery guy, and all along the way, you get to make choices um, that either kill your pizza or keep your pizza surviving. So the whole thing is keep the pizza alive. And right. the whole game is you encounter everybody who wants your pizza because who right. doesn't want a pizza? Right. And um, right. because we wanted to keep it kid friendly, we don't kill the pizza guy; we kill the pizza. So we came up right. with like. 68 different ways to kill a pizza, which is pretty fun. <laughs> so was it like right. the the movie Multiplicity at the end when Doug was going delivering pizzas and he's throwing them? Like he's oh, right. like delivering a paper? Delivering <laughs> right. a paper. Right. No, like no, because in our game, the pizza is so sacred. You don't hurt yeah, the pizza unless the pizza okay. gets killed, unless someone kills your pizza. Yeah, That's my son right. Would, my son would agree about this pizza being sacred. Yeah. It is sacred, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Owen in Kansas City says it's somewhere next to the ET Atari game. That's where it's probably sitting right now. It is. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Mexico, out in yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of New Mexico, let's talk a little bit about At Your Own Risk. Okay. Uh, Yay! Please stick around. We are going to talk about, we'll get into Switched here in a little bit because I'm uh, I just watched that. And I loved it. We'll talk about, it. but I want to talk about at your own risk a little bit. Okay. Um, and Derek's going to have better questions than I, because Derek has done production and he's <laughs> done things. So he's going to ask, um, he's going to ask some camera. We could get, uh, well, we could you, get I have a photographer 
the cinematographer yeah. Richard Galley and the director John Katie Graham are both at my house right now partying. Right. So if you want, I'll pull them in. And I mean, Rick, Rick, I mean, have you seen it, Derek? Have you yeah. seen yeah. that? You're on risk. Okay. Yep. Is it not the most incredible cinematography? It, it was is beauty shot after beauty shot after beauty shot. And you know, wonderful. we made that movie with a thousand dollars and four people. Right. And I, what so, I could tell, because I know a lot of cameras, a lot of it was shot on a GoPro. Am I correct? Yes. Well, we use drones with a GoPro. The GoPro we used the, the Solo drone. 3DR, which I have one. Yes. And yeah. John and Rick can totally, they were operating the drones because we had like a drone on a drone because there's, yeah. there's a drone, but we needed the drone to shoot the character that's a drone. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Thank uh, you, Catcher. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone said that Nick, yeah, he says a great movie. Yeah, um, I'm going to show part of the trailer. Can you go go grab John and Rick and have them in for a minute? Okay. Yeah, go grab them. Okay. While, okay. while um, she's doing that, let's show a little bit of the... Two seconds. Uh, can I have you? Trailer. You might want to share the screen. John, can yeah, I have you for two seconds? Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm okay. getting John I'm and gonna Rick. I'm going to mute her. Thank okay. You. There we go. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I, was, thought, I thought that was your screen going for a second. Oh no, I was gonna do a screen share, but I'll wait for I'll wait for her to come back. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let me let me share part of the thing when we come back. And when they come back, you can take them off of. Uh, yep, I will off the mute. Up, oh, hang on. See, this is why. Nope, oh, you you had it. So, no, I didn't have the audio part though. Never oh. mind. Hang on. Some technical difficulties tonight as we we're are dealing tonight. with We're having fun, art. no? We're having, <laughs> well, we're having fun. We're having fun. All right, I want to show this part of it. All right. Well, What's sitting outside of our tent? This is part of the game. I don't like this. Did we read the rules wrong? No. No, we didn't. There's supposed to be someone here. We made it to the last cache. Come out! We want our money and we want to go home. Wait. They want us to know they can see us. At least that means they didn't abandon us in the middle of nowhere. You think they're going to start telling us the truth now? I want to keep playing the game. You want to finish the game after all of this? Yeah, I do. Let's just get home. Maybe there's some things about me you don't know. There's got to be a mistake. How do they send us? I'll, I'll stop that for a moment. We get, we get John on. Uh, John, thanks for popping on with us tonight. Hey, hey! I'm happy to be here. Can you can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah we got you. Good. I was showing a little bit of the trailer while we're we're, we're going to get you, but uh, um, yeah. So thanks so much. Uh, we're talking about um, different things. We're going to talk about switched here in a minute, but um, we're talking about uh, add your own risk, which we loved, and it, uh, we've talked about it. You know, we, we we talked about it on another show, but it's been a while now. It's been a couple of years, and uh, but I think, Derek, I think when we talked last time, I was in, I want to say I was in Kansas shooting interviews for like a crime show. Yeah, <laughs> I think you were. That was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you two are, are, are always busy and doing great things. Uh, it, and it's, it's neat to need to hear the stories of everything. Um, uh, Derek, uh, his, um, is involved with uh, items on the TV side and production and all that. So um, he, he can definitely uh, geek out with, with everybody as well. So I think um, Derek, you, you probably had thought of some questions for, right. uh, so of course I love gear and shooting light and everything like that. And I know probably when you guys were out there, um, cause I know you're using the 3d R solo 
and I've used those several times, and a GoPro. What other cameras were you using out on the shoots? Well, you know, this is a great moment for me to introduce my director of photography, Rick Galley, right. who can help answer some of these questions, too. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. Good to see you. Yeah, so you on, I don't know if you heard the question, but on the acting your own risk, besides the GoPro and the 3DR solo cam, uh, drone, what else other cameras were you using shooting that movie? Our, our main camera was the Sony a7S II. Okay. Uh, and honestly, it was... It was our workhorse. Uh, it was that, uh, a set of Rokinon Primes. Okay. Um, and uh, just doing it with what we had, which was not even much at the time. I think, but... I think honestly, one of the only components on that camera, I, mean, I think we didn't even run sound to it, so it was pretty bare bones. It was just the body and the, the prime lens. And then Rick had, I think we used the top handle that he had made for Home Sweet Home, yeah. our first film, I think. Well, All actually, right. I think cousin Jonathan made it, but... Point being, it's funny. It's like this ancient. We took like a bike handle, basically, and turned it into, you know, right. a shoe mount for him. And uh, it's just funny. We were still using that. I think that was like one of the the most important elements. I think when we were doing that that really like trippy stuff, when you know right. Andrew's hallucinating really really deeply and gets into white sands eventually and stuff. Right. It was uh, the fourteen millimeter lens, and I think Rick with the top handle, like doing a lot of like pushes right along the dirt and stuff. Okay. And it was crazy because with a 14 millimeter lens, like you have to get that camera, I would say like, what, six centimeters from a face to have a close up of them. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, you can yeah. see the entire world behind them. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I, I quite understand that because I use, um, in fact, my webcam right now is actually my uh, Canon M50 and I have the kit lens on it and it's a 15 millimeter lens on yeah, it. And yeah. It's open wide. So, yeah, I mean, I'm about, oh, Two and a half feet away from it right now, and that you see everything wow, behind yeah. me. So, exactly. yeah, right. yeah, so exactly. no, I understand completely That's about that. And of course, the GoPro has such a wide-angle lens, anyways. It does. It's a problem, and I have to. When I was running it on the with the solo, I would um, put it on narrow, often yes. in the narrow field of view, and then still, I have to sometimes use a program to unbend it a little bit. Yeah. Now, um, now, what were you guys editing on when you guys got back? With all the so that was the first time that we worked with our editor Lex Benedict, and she uh, of Long Lost Pictures, and she edited edited it on Premiere. Okay. Uh, up until that point, I'd only used Premiere for like my faster edits that I put together, like for web content and stuff. I'd kind of jumped for the other features between Final Cut and Avid. Okay. Uh, but now we're all Premiere, basically. Yeah, we're I mean, Premiere. especially when Final Cut jumped to X, I think every, they lost just about everybody that was on there because I was using Final Cut 7 and all the broadcasts that I was doing and when they went to X I kind of stuck around for 7 and then I, now I'm pretty much all Premiere now. All, yeah, I, all after Adobe 7 Premiere. I bounced to Avid for a minute. Um, yeah. I liked how stable Avid is but man, it's just not flexible. So No, no <laughs> yeah. it's not. Um, yeah, there's so much more that you can do with Premiere. Um, so yeah, I really, that was really cool. Um, what was the and your audio, how were you guys capturing your audio on that? Did you, were you running around so, with the boom arms? and? So the audio, we uh, I believe we had two wireless mics and one uh, boom. And okay. uh, basically, I just ran all the audio myself because I could. And um, it was definitely very distracting at times. And if it wasn't for Rick and then Helena and Alexandra, I would have been in trouble most of the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, we just, rode, we just ran it to a... a um, a Tascam recorder. I think it's okay. DC. Yeah. I remember the old. Yeah. yeah. Four channel. It's like, honestly, I, I bought it to go with my A7S because it can kind of be like a, a one man 
run and gun kind of yep. dock and shoot style setup. That's so. that's pretty much how I shoot from when I was doing TV production. I was the production unit for the entire station of one uh, Christian <laughs> television station. And so, yeah, I understand completely run gun. I still do that. I actually, still pack really light on all of it. And I've always yeah. I taught and I was like, it's not what you use. It's how you use it. And I, have, I actually got to say, I was totally wrong. It was Rick's um, Zoom recorder that I was using for channel. But I bought oh. my Tascam because of that experience. And I was like, I need something like this for my setup. Oh. The, 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 which Zoom? Is the Zoom? H6. Oh. So, hold on. Right there? Trying... Yeah, it's right here. If I can get it in a shot somewhere. He's got one. There it is. How did you get Rick, Rick's H6 over there? <laughs> Magic. He handed, it to, he handed it to me before the show. Sorry. If you could sell that technology of how you guys pulled that off, you'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, we're, well, I was trying to hand uh, Alexandria something to hold her phone up earlier, and it did, I couldn't get it through the screen. It got about two and a half feet in front of me, and it missed. Imagine a geocache where you have to get to the middle of nowhere, Utah, and you have to reach through this portal and pull something out of it. Like, that's a cool idea, huh? Like, yeah, let's, okay, so let's... Would, would you put okay. your hand in the portal? That's well, right. Let, okay, hang on. All right, hold on. We're writing this down, so let's let's start working on a script. We'll, we'll message after this. I love because it. That's, but I want to know, though. I want to know, would you reach into the portal and pull out whatever was in there? Well... It's a Rick we and Morty. We put our hands in crazy stupid yeah, we, places, anyways. Yeah. I mean, probably that's different. Are that's like all? a rocky crag. You know, you know, there could be a scorpion, but what's on the other side of the portal? I mean, come on. Are we all right? It's the same thing. Answer. I think we all have to answer. And your right. audience right. has to answer. Yeah, I would. I think I would right because now, we have to wait until everyone's answered. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see what the chat room says if they would <laughs> stick their I hand in or not. Ryan oh, says yes. Ryan's already in, but now Ryan was. I would be horrified if you got new dunes coming out soon. That the whole idea of the Gong Jabar and you got to put your hand in there and it's gonna be just pain. You have to deal with that. Like I don't want to put my hand in the portal. Right. <laughs> when you, yeah, Ryan when you was military, crack, so he would do that. So, but inside the portal, there could be a thousand scorpions. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, Owen wants to know if the portal closed before we get See, to camp. See, that's an excellent question for Owen. I legit, these are all real questions, real answers <laughs> that we all need to figure out before we do this. Right. Uh, the pizza Don't ninja spend... wants to know what the difficulty in the DT, which is the difficulty oh, in the terrain. So D five portals AC, I think. D five <laughs> for difficulty. Very the most the most hard difficulty and the the worst terrain. So. Which uh, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, um, it was at the top of like a like a like a bouldering climb, and you just had to reach your right. hand up and in, you know. Uh, and then it comes oh, an anvil when you pull it out. Do you be screwed? Udex says to send in the drone first. <laughs> that's 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 smart. It, it'd be like it'd be like a, a Stargate. You send it through. You yeah. send the uh, wait. Yeah, you said, wait, see, okay, what's the telemetry coming back? All right, we're good to go. Let's go. <laughs> One of those kids' uh, toys that you squeeze the end and it's the, the clamp that just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, we yeah. Gotta, oh, I was going to say we have a mirror, but that doesn't work because we won't be able to see back. No. Yeah. Owen wants a top grabber, which is the tool of the trade. That you are just talking about, the yeah. grabber. Yep. If you had one of those colonoscopy cameras, you could, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send a phone through with a selfie cam. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. There you go. With, yep. a, with a selfie stick. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, I want to show the the last little bit of this trailer, and then you guys stick around for a second. We want to wrap up talking about at your own risk, and then we want to jump then into switch. So 
we'll get to that here in a moment. Let's let's watch the last little bit of this, and then we will uh, move on to the next item. But let's watch the last little bit of this. I can't take it anymore. They're winning. Oh, that was the end. Okay. <laughs> Jumped in there. Oh, I like the, the the glitches. The glitches, yes, yes. So all right. That was great. Uh uh yeah just a, just a fun it was just a fun movie and you know we've we've talked about it and we've talked with y'all before about it too the fact that you know there's not you know but behind behind me's treasure which is really one of the very few geocaching movies that was done of course as a film school project and it turned mm -hmm. into you know uh, where you know um chris kind of kept it going and was able to sort of market it and get it out there. Um, there, there's been a geocaching horror movie, but it was it was it was bad. I mean, it was really. I mean, not just the horror part, but the acting. Just the acting was <laughs> the acting wasn't very good. I'm sorry, but but and then at your own risk is you know geocaching themed movie, um, and we've had. Uh, Dave Barsky on the show a few times. Dave's a good friend. He is in television. So he's the one. He produced uh, all the Dirty Dirty Jobs episodes. Nice. Those are great. Yeah. He, yeah. he worked with Andrew Zimmern on um, uh, Bizarre Foods. But he comes from a TV side of things. And so right. <clears throat> we've always had kind of a, a conversation about geocaching movies. What, can we do... Well, I... I asked him about geocaching documentaries. Uh, Derek has an idea. We want to run by you guys and see what you think. But um, do you think that, A, do you think that there's enough there to make another, that people can make a geocaching movie? I know you guys kind of pulled it off. I mean, like right. Alexandra said, $1,000 and, you know, some four some people. good, some good four people and some good equipment and, you know, some, and some incredible talent, but I, mean, um, I, think, that, I think that regardless of budget, mm -hmm. you, can, you can kind of make a lot of good ideas function around a geocache, even if it's just as a way to like get into the world, you know, like a lot of these, you know, the dumb kids go to the cabin movies. It, it could just be some <laughs> kids go off on a crazy adventure trying to geocache something extreme and end up, you know, I in the descent or something, idea. you know, mm -hmm. that we know of. I think that that would be an awesome idea. And even what John just asked that question about, like, what if there was a portal and would you stick? Your yeah. Face? I mean, right there, you can make an entire movie around that idea to get yeah. into the portal and then the decision of what you're going to do when you get there. That's a movie right there. And then the idea of like this group of friends who know about it, controlling it, trying to keep it secret, and then you know not introducing other people to this portal, and like maybe like you can pull out whatever you want or something. Like, who knows? <laughs> right. You know? yeah. right. Interesting. Right. That is I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing about a movie, you can have a trillion dollar budget, but if you don't have a good script, it's going to be horrible. So even if you have a great script and a little money and it's, it's going to be great. It's so That's it's all the story and it's all the storytelling. Yeah. So yeah, that's, these guys are awesome. You know, it's They're fun. Incredible. It's like, it's, you know, and I, I appreciate that, but it's really not just exclusively us. It's like sort of our, our way of operating is that, I mean, for sure, at the end of the day, like, you know, there's there's people that can have a final say. But I think that 
there's a kind of a sandbox nature to what we're doing where it's like even today we did a pickup shot for our recent movie and it was just a shot of food being plated you know like being put onto a plate and like i decided what food we would get and i got a couple of extra things you know and then rick showed up and started deciding how we'd light it and like kind of where it was a good place to put it and then we started pulling out stuff and then we both started kind of like arranging things and before you knew it there was this beautiful shot put together Right. But there wasn't really like a master plan of it. <laughs> it just sort of tumbled into existence. Right. And uh, I'm not saying you should not have a master plan ever. By any means, I'm not saying that. I, sure. I, I think I'm saying that sometimes what people forget, especially in the studio level of movie making, is that sometimes you can plan something to, to its grave, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we've all seen movies where we stop and we go, or, you know, even in the movie, you kind of stop and you go, really? Did we want it? Did we? Did we want to go down that road i mean it seems like that this was written and nobody took the time to really kind of think it to the final act you know it's like and that's a problem that's an opposite sort of problem yeah right not putting enough effort into it and jumping too far too fast or something maybe right yeah or the, you, you you get to the end of the movie and you're like okay so they wrote the movie and they didn't know how to end it, and so they just threw a, threw an ending together and just tossed it out there, you know. And it's like, no, 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 no. that's that's not good. But um, okay, one more thing I want to ask you guys, and then we're going to talk about we want to show the uh, Switch trailer, and we'll talk a little bit about Switched because um, I, I just watched it this week. I thought it was I thought it was wonderful, but I want to talk about it in a minute. But Derek had some ideas, as everybody seems to is uh, bashing my geocaching documentary idea. No, they I think it's it still work. I mean, I've done a, <laughs> did a documentary on it, but it's just, how would you do it? I mean, we talked yeah. about briefly talking about doing a 20 year anniversary, starting off with the history, how, and go through all the different stuff, get the original footage from Dave Ulmer and putting all that kind of stuff together. Right. But how much fun, but you want something to be, to keep moving as you're going through. So what if you, we did a, kind of like an amazing race geocaching game. So you'd have to maybe we drop them somebody off in this area and you have to get these different types of caches and how to get different difficulties. And the, the higher the difficulty, the more points you get. And if you end up getting a DNF, you get points subtracted. And those no fun, yeah. did not find or anything like that. So that would be like, but you don't know what the other team's doing, which ones they're going to. And what could even throw in this aspect of it. If you get the same cash that somebody else on the team gets, the, the points uh, don't even count. So it's just null and void. So there's that whole aspect. I mean, it's just a lot of different ideas that we could possibly do to it. Mm -hmm. would, you, would you guys would, would that be something that you guys would like to see or what would what would you think of that that idea i think to me that sounds like a tv show idea yeah right not, not necessarily a movie right right yeah i mean i think that it's kind of there's been sort of i can't remember the names of the things but there's been stuff that's in the vein of some of that stuff that's come out um with different well competitions yeah. but i think that you could make one that's more about the geocaching and like maybe the natural beauty of the areas you're in, you know, mm -hmm. right. Um, for travel channel or something like that. Actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should, we should talk offline because I might have an idea of someone we could pitch that idea to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. That would be, um, I, I think that's great. I mean, those are, I love those ideas. Um, we, we talked about, well, and you could go a couple different routes. I, the thing that always came out was that there's not enough tension to, in a documentary, you have to have enough, and this is from, from Dave Barsky mentions this, is that 
Um, people, there has to be some reason why people are buying into watching it. You know, I always mention Mountain Men or Alone, some of those shows that are on TV where the reason people are kind of get bought in is because there's some kind of something's going on that they're trying to either survive or you know there's something like that so i don't i i think it could be done in a way where you can almost almost like a well like a treasure hunt people are always fascinated by you know with force finn we always talk about him on you know when people searching for uh, in the Rockies there, Forrest Finn's treasure that was found not that long ago, a couple months ago. Uh, you know, I think there's there's something in there. There's something almost innate, I think, within people that they are fascinated or interested in the idea of a treasure hunt. Yeah. We just, our last movie that we just shot in Georgia, I was telling you guys, it's called The Inheritance. Mm -hmm. And it's about an estranged family that all returns home to bury their mother but really right. get their inheritance. And they find out that their mother buried the deed to the estate on the property and left them all these clues and challenges that they have oh, to right. find it. <laughs> so it's exactly what you're saying. It's a treasure hunt. They're looking for their treasure and they have to like, it's kind of like clue meets the family stone. Oh, and Very universal, very fun. Everybody can relate to that kind of movie. So I love that. You know, my brother won the Amazing Race back, the second Amazing Race. Oh, wow. Okay. So cool. we can always talk to Alex for you. He does like reality shows now. Right. That's what probably what you were saying, John, right? Yeah. Um, no, not, not specifically, but yeah. Yeah. But, that, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, uh, John works with Alex all the time. They work together. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's cool. awesome. Yeah. And then would you, so that one's very similar to geocaching. Is there, have you all thought about doing another geocaching movie? I mean, I, I haven't really specifically thought about it, but I since the moment we were talking just now and you were talking about could movies do more stuff like that, I had already started thinking about how great a way it was to introduce all kinds of things like monsters and portals. And yeah, <laughs> well, so, absolutely. I, I had a skinwalker idea a long time ago that I didn't right. flush out very far. You know, this idea of like some, you know, I, I for sure was like white boy bastardizing something that I'd probably have to look more into. I do look right. into things that I look up, but you know, is the concept of some evil entity that can like, you know, body snatch the look of someone else, like a chameleon kind of thing, you know, the thing. Right, is, right. Yeah. And guess what? It was about some people that go to a cabin. But what if it was about some people that go extreme geocaching? Like, that's cool. Oh, yeah. You know, they're right. There's a lot of people who who do that. They're they love the the extreme. They want to go to the top of the yeah. mountain or like, you know, you know. It's not geocaching, but there's this Instagram account. Uh, I think it's called Scout Overland that I watch, and uh, mm -hmm. there's like on you know Instagram occasionally. And like this dude just like travel. He tries to go like extreme distances without using a proper highway, so he's oh, using okay. many like ancient roadways as possible. So like there's, right. there's times where he's on the old Oregon Trail, and then like it's just like amazing the stuff that he posts. And then he ends up kind of in the middle of nowhere on what is technically a real road but you know it's like right. the road that you've ever seen or been on it's crazy that's cool that's yeah cool. i'm sure there's a lot of geocaches that do that kind of extremeness and so you're talking about making a show it's like that's a cool thing it's like what if yeah. that's how deep and how buried and how tucked into the history of the area you're in that those geocaches are you know right right it'd be cool kind of like survivor man remember survivor man yeah kind of how oh, right less did went out and kind of shot all him his all his own stuff it was kind of like the first of when that was kind of doing, but something maybe like that would be kind of interesting. Like you're talking about the extreme geocaching, 
Somebody yeah. goes geocaching on their own and they document the whole thing. I mean, there's a lot of vloggers that kind of do that, but not to that mm. extreme, I don't think. Yeah, but but you're right. There are some there are some what we call them lonely caches because they're not found very often. But they are literally miles and miles away from everybody. Mm-hmm. And people, yeah. there's some extreme cachers. That's what they want. They want to go after. They want to yeah. go after one cache that's out in the middle of nowhere. And then that's you know because some people like to, always want to find a lot in one day. But a lot of these people, that's all they want to do. They want to find one. You know, and oh, yeah, they want to be on a list that only has twelve names on it or something. Right. Yeah. When COVID-19 hit, that my first thing was the best movie to make right now would be at your own risk too, or a similar situation. Yeah. <laughs> like go out in the New Mexico desert, a couple of us and go make a movie with no sure. crew, really no cast. Yeah. I mean, we're oh. definitely always open to that kind of thing in our brains of what can we do? Cause we, right. you know, the three of us started over 10 years ago together. Like we did, web series and shorts and then all the features the three buses done together so mm-hmm. we're always kind of going with the flow of whatever happens and whatever we can get made and whatever we yeah. do we just we just want to make movies right right that is awesome yeah um so our our australian friend was uh he he was on a you won by the way you want a path tag buddy i just want to let you know but yeah uh, you could do one in australia you know fly to australia and do uh a middle of nowhere in Australia one because there are some parts of Australia that they're yeah. pretty remote. So remote. Oh, dude, for sure. We're out for it. Tell them if they wanna, you know, bring some filmmakers out there to make a movie, we'll go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. so, you'll, you'll, I'll be a grip. I'll come out yeah, and be a grip. You're, you're a grip. I'll go out too. I'll I'll, I'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get all that put together. Somebody will fund it. I'm sure someone somewhere. Go. We'll yeah. take it. We'll take it. Not, Let us know. Not yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. but maybe we'll yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> Not this year, but next year. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Switched. Um, I want to show the trailer, and then I want you guys to, to talk about everything about it. And we'll we'll kind of talk about it a little bit from there. So let me let me show the. Oh, is everybody gonna switch gears? Oh, they're leaving us. Oh, no, switching gears for Switch. Switch. Okay, we're you're, you're switching for Switch. You okay. Go, you That's right. Great. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no problem. All right, so let's let's watch the trailer together and we'll talk about it afterward. Are you ready to practice? Um, I can't do it. Juilliard would be crazy not to enroll you. It's just stage fright. I want to be someone else who's popular that everyone likes. I want to be Katie Sharp. <laughs> Isn't she one of the mean girls? She's popular, she's beautiful and confident. Oh, her life is perfect. Poor girl, she looks like she got her clothes from the town. Hi, Katie. I just wanted to wish you luck on your Grand Slam job because <laughs> Sorry. Here, you can wear my shoes. I wouldn't be caught dead in your shoes. Sis, I'm so sorry. I don't want to talk about Dear God, please show Katie Sharp what it's like to walk a day in my shoes. Walk a day in my shoes. I love that. What are we supposed to do? Go to school? Cassandra Evans is dating Thuri Walker. What do you think you're doing? 
Looks like there's a collision system. We would never be friends with you guys. Kind of losers. No, we aren't. Yes, you are. Who are we talking about? Your latest video, <laughs> outperforming everything. I don't want to be that mean, pretty sharp. This is your job, honey. This is my business you're messing with. I'm Skylar Stone, editor in chief of Glam Slam. I think I'm better at being Katie Sharp than you are. It's my face. It's my life. You stole it from me. <laughs> You're Katie Sharp. You found our reputation. I don't care. Have either of you thought to ask what I do care about? Cancel the audition. No. Do you still want this? What do we do now? I think all we can do is make things right for each other. No, it's really easy to judge someone. But before we idolize or bully them, we should take a minute to imagine what it's like to walk in their shoes. Family hug. Ready? Yes. So they were, they were, well, y'all were, y'all were great. That whole thing is great. I, I, I mean, uh, just tremendous, tremendous uh, movie. Um, I, you know, everybody should watch it. I mean, I'm, I don't have uh, kids of that age, but my wife does work for uh, the school district. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, she's w- wants to watch it. Uh, I, I was able to, I was able to watch it. Derek is I involved. Had a chance to wa- I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but yeah, De- Derek's involved list. with, uh, in fact, t- tell them real quick about your, um, but we were actually, we were talking about anti-bullying this right. week on your podcast, right? Not on mine, but my wife with, on my spectrum life, she was doing, talking about bullying and how with the COVID and all the schools having to be virtual, how the it has increased so much and cyberbullying and everything. And just some of the statistics, of course, even with autism up to, I think it was up to 93% of kids with autism uh, report that they've been bullied online. And that's just really heartbreaking. And just hearing that. So one of the things that the challenge that went out was to on your Instagram or on so, when your social media posts, do a story about how you're standing against bullying and maybe even a story about how you were bullied and hashtag it, uh, not on my watch and also kind of tag at my spectrum life.com or at my spectrum life on social media and all that. So we can kind of see the kind of everything rolling in, but that was just something this week that we're talking about. And it's just the stats that we're seeing were so scary. Can I back up? Did you say you're doing a hashtag about that right now? Yeah, it's at the, it, we started it, and I don't know how many have start, really starting to do it. Uh, it was we'll just something that came up, but yeah, it's, it's hashtag not on my watch, on my watch. and um, it was tagging that. I know my wife's co-host Kelsey is in the school system over in South Carolina, um, and she and started challenging the principals, and they started challenging people. I think there was over last time I heard it was like oh around 150 to 200 people in that area that were doing it. So we're just, it's, it's just, a, her po- my wife's podcast is just starting. And so it's just something that was, we're trying to catch on and just with autism and the bullying and you know, autism and all that, it's just, it, it's crazy. It, it's important. And I would say that if, if someone has kids out there and like you're talking to your kids about it, like sometimes preventing this stuff can be as simple as like just stepping up in a little conversation that you and friends are having. Like I remember mm-hmm. really, uh, I think I was in eighth grade. And my friend's sister, my friend who was my friend in eighth grade, his sister was in seventh grade. Right. He got held back to be in seventh grade again. 
Wow. It happened to me when I was in second grade. So I like I had a kind of a feeling about it already, which is that there's nothing wrong with me. I just that's what happened, you know. Right. Right. And like um, so anyway, it was a bunch of us hanging out and talking, and someone said to her, "So like, oh yeah, so like you're being held back. Huh? What's going on?" And I literally in that moment, without even thinking about it, I was just like, "Yeah, you, I mean that's not a big deal. You guys don't have a problem with that, right?" And everyone's like, "No, no." And like I didn't <laughs> even think about it. And then later, her mom told me like what a big deal that was, and it didn't even occur to me. But it's like those little moments. Yeah. That's technically bullying that was not yet bullying. It was about right. Bullying, you know I mean? right. And it's like, I think it's important for us humans for us to all realize this is what Switch is about in a weird way. It's like, you know, yeah. it's important That's to realize that you step in with love first. Right. There's not any room. It's harder for bullying to be there, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, and I was talking uh, to Joshua Johnson, who's the geocaching vlogger who's out there. He does a lot of different stuff with kids. Yeah. And he was kids. talking mm -hmm. about this the other day. And he was like, I wish you could be at some of our retreats when we do with the kids because they do like an open mic and these other kids come up that have experienced are autistic and they'll say how they've been treated. And he's like, you see, <clears throat> sorry, it kind of chokes me up just thinking about it. Okay. At the end, you see the other kids that had been bullying them come up to him and start apologizing because they didn't realize mm -hmm. how it was mm -hmm. actually affecting them. It's good. And what was crazy, I think it was right at the beginning, just a couple months ago, there was a girl, and I think it was in... New Jersey, no, not New Jersey. There was another story in New Jersey that happened last week. Um, but there was a 10-year-old girl, and I think it was, I want to say New Mexico or Arizona, that committed suicide because she was being bullied. Mm. I mean, a 10-year-old girl. Horrible. Yeah. No, it's, it's just... It's, it's honestly, I think that the truth is this. Like, I think that America's reached a point where we think that strength is in being like you know the aggressor first but strength is actually something totally different you know strength right. is yeah. the quiet gentleness and the kind words and the thought to say something good to someone and and to stand up for someone when they need your help like you know like those are those those are the things that we've forgotten <clears throat> we're, we're remembering them i think well yeah. derek what you said just now about like the kids telling their testimony and the other kids hearing it and then going to hug them and apologize that yeah. was so much of the switch story mm -hmm. that we really mm -hmm. don't know what someone's going through until we literally walk a day in their shoes. And if you could actually live their life, how would that change your perspective mm -hmm. and how would you treat them? So I love that you shared that. And that's such a huge part of the switch movie, which we hope that kids and parents will watch it together and talk about it and be like, okay, like, why is the bully the bully? And then if you bully somebody, this is the chain reaction that you could do in their life that could make a 10-year-old girl. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Right, make a difference, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my yeah. wife just poked, popped on, yeah, the girl was in Arizona. 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 Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, honestly, though, I think it's regardless of the state, though. That's like, a, yeah. it could be any state. Yeah, it's happening sure, yeah. And you know what's yeah. also scary to me is if you think about it, like, I think about, and this might just be mean. I know it's not as simple as this by any means, but it's like, I, if someone had been mean to me when I first moved to Louisiana, I would have felt alone and probably in that place of, you know, I, would, I guess I would have been 12. So yeah, like, you know, it could be right. possible. But like later in life, like I had a friend circle that I trusted and loved that would protect me if I felt bad, you know? Right. So again, I think it's like, are these people not feeling like someone's got their back maybe, or, I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but again, it goes back to that idea of you should tell people you care about them. You know? Right. Yeah. It's important. Always. Oh, very true. Um, 
uh, one of the websites we want, I want to bring up before I want to talk a little bit about the 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 film itself because I that's I always find it fascinating how some of the films are made and everything. But yeah, stompoutbullying.org. Yeah, great website uh, for that. So um, that'll and be at in the, the end of the movie. Yeah, we give um, the website for yep. kids to go to a call to action. Like if you're being bullied, go here and they'll help you. I great. So I think it is so about bullying. I think that's what we did put in yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yes. yeah. So the. Uh, the the filming of the movie now i think we i think I, we talked about this when we did podcast of hope uh, in december but i make sure i um, i want to make sure i get it right but is that the same school where you filmed catching faith in catching faith 2 or no catching it faith is. 2 yeah two. We okay catching faith 2 and switch at the same high school in Louisville, okay Kentucky. that's really cool that you did that uh so cool uh, yeah that you're able to do that um so uh, incredible acting. Um, the, the, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, you're you're great. Um, you get to play a school teacher. Did you ever think you'd ever play a school teacher? No, I never thought I'd get old enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Wow. You're a very you're a very young school teacher, Alexandra. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I still am 19 in my head. So I'm right. still in high school. We I'm all are. I, I, high school movies because I'm exactly still right. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> my but, wife says I'm still a kid, so it, yeah, I understand. Well, you are still a kid, but that's different. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm 44. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. The casting was amazing. We had an incredible, usually, John and I actually do all the casting for all of our movies. Right. And we hired a casting director for Switch, and it changed everything. Just bringing them in, they brought incredible talent that blew us out of the water. So, in incredible acting. Um, uh, they were wonderful. Um, talk a little bit first. Let's, let's talk first about. Madeline, who played yes. Katie. Katie Sharp. You know, um, you know, this is you know, it's it's very, it's you know, it, it's freak, you know, it's Freaky Friday, but it's a it's a whole different take on Freaky Friday. But to to, it's one thing to be, you know, I, and I'm you let me know because I'm I'm asking this question, but it seems like it's one thing to be to play. Uh, to be an actor who plays a role and you learn everything about that, you know, w w everything about the character, you know, uh, what are they like? And you're, you're, you're doing all that in their case, they're going to play two people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they, and the, I, I was, I was wondering before I watched the movie, I was like, I wonder if they're going to be able to pull off playing the other person because right. a good portion of the movie, she's not, she she's playing um the 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 other guy she's, she's playing yeah she's playing uh cassandra right well in fact they're really only the their characters for one scene out of the movie practically and the rest right. they play the other person so right. that was very important to us when we were casting that the girls could authentically be both characters right the confident girl and the girl who has no confidence and right. Yeah, and once once we once we found the two girls that it's also we had to make sure that they had the acting chops to like to literally take direction. 
Like you right. know, ultimately when you're yeah. casting, some people think casting is just, oh, this person feels like the character, so that's good. That's part of it, sort of. But the real truth is, can they change what they're trying to do when you tell them to? Like, and that's really important, especially in a movie like that. You know, where right. there are moments where it'd be about the film scene, and I'd be talking to, um, you know, I, one of the girls playing one of the girls, you know, and I'd, I'd yeah. say, oh no, actually, you're being Cassandra right now, but you, you can't do that. You have to be more like Katie. And they'd be right. like, oh, you're right, you know. And they both would make that confusion just because of this, you know, in, in one day of shooting, sometimes they would flip flop who they were playing too. Right. Know, like they'd be Sandra and then later in the day be Katie, you know? Right. Because you're um, not always filming, you don't film chronologically, you film what right. you right. film. Right. By location, usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We shot all the school the first week, you know, we shot all of Cassandra's house last week, like, you know, so. Right. Um, making it so believable too. That's, that's the biggest <laughs> part. I mean, I, Think about playing different people's roles, and the part of it what got me. If, if you remember the movie Face Off with Sean Travolta and Nicolas Cage, the when they did the face change the faces, and how that, how seeing um, John, uh, not John, John Travolta. No, actually, what was better was doing Nicolas Cage's. Oh, we have John Travolta off. doing Nicolas. Yeah, Face Off. Right. The, oh yeah. Playing each of theirs. That, that seeing that how believe because it's like you almost lose that you're okay. Wait. That's Wait. Nicolas Cage is playing John Travolta, but I see John Travolta, not Nicolas Cage, and, or right. vice versa. And it was just right, yeah. seeing that whole. So the actors being able to pull that off and playing that other person and picking up their little idiosyncrasies Nuances, and that yeah. aspect of it is that's that's hard. Yeah, it's interesting. We allowed. Um, I think in the end, we we sort of. It's very strange. We allowed Maya Horcher, who plays Cassandra, Maya, right very much invented who Cassandra was going to be. And Madeline, who plays Katie at the beginning, sort of invented a lot of who Katie's going to be. Okay. Part of that comes down to the order we shot it in. We started at the school. Right. You know, so like, I think some, you know, some of that stuff that way, but like in a weird way, a lot of the invention came from the girl who played the part less, which is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And it just sort of turned that way it wasn't like it was planned specifically like i believe again a little bit in like sometimes letting things become what they will you know right and uh, that's sort of how it just naturally developed but i don't know i play guitar like the reason the guitars in the movies i play guitar i love music and there's a lot of just <laughs> kind of having to feel the moment you know right, right. i think it's true for all art but people forget sometimes in cinema and like even when it comes to the producing or directing of a film i like to operate with a little bit of feel the moment when it makes sense. I'm not right. saying I wouldn't plan something, you know, like you plan stuff, but if you don't have to know the answer right now to a certain thing, sure. I like to wait for the answer to prevent, present itself. <laughs> well, and another yeah. really cool thing that actually true story that happened was we had put all the girls in this hotel and they all arrived and showed up and we had some issues with the hotel. So we had to move them all into the house that we were all staying at. Oh, wow. The derby was going on. So there was not a single room opening right. the entire like 35 mile radius or something so all the girls live together in a house oh wow they cool actually talked about how that made them closer and right. gave them a chance to like get to know each other and be friends and they were like we were in a hotel we would shut the door and like be alone mm -hmm. but because yeah. they were in a house together it was like this god thing that yeah. we thought at the time it was a curse that god was going to use to bring these girls together to give them chemistry to have them meet like madeline and maya are really good friends and they really oh, did bond during the filming of this movie yeah yeah and these girls still are like super close a lot yeah. oh that's cool but, you know, that's, that's another example of like the idea of just go with the fun like that's that's what that's what our purpose is meant to be like like you know that that's i think it's godly to be able to do that you know and like yeah 
I mean, it, if you don't, then those moments, like she said, will be curses when instead you just need to say, okay, well, what am I going to do now? And then it might turn out to be way better. Even if it was a little bit of an extra like legwork, it might be way better than what would have been the easy other way that it was supposed to be. You know, right. So it's the, interesting. The, the, they did, uh, like I said, did a great job. All everyone, uh, you know, Denise Richards and, and uh, John Schneider. Yeah, they were um, such a great, great, great people to work with too. The, I was yeah, say, Denise showed up wearing a cutoff Metallica T-shirt, and I was like, okay, we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, in, it, uh, you know, funny because um, uh, I told Alexandra this, but um, um, I was already, I'd already moved out, but my parents still lived uh, on this particular house in San Antonio, and people moved moved next door, and I thought. Wow, that's kind of crazy. This guy's got like a uh, a exact replica of a General Lee. It's like, wow. I wonder, uh, you know, I guess he's a big fan. And then it's like, oh, that's John Schneider that lives there. It's like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's the General Lee too. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, uh, he was. Did he bring it on set? Huh? Did he bring it out on set no, while you guys were no. shooting? Oh. Not to Louisville, Kentucky. Because I think he's in Louisiana, oh. and he was in. He was in Nashville at the time, which is why it worked out to be in the film. So he just cool. drove up from Nashville. Right. They did a great job because you, you really are like, oh, they're the, like the worst parents. And it's like, <laughs> that's but the you idea. Know, you know, most you know. important is that they were the worst without actually being, being really villainized. bad people. You know, they were just, yeah. they were the worst in that kind of like, yeah, annoying, disengaged parent kind of way, you know? Well, we wrote the characters really... Um, hoping that they wouldn't be villainized. Like, we definitely didn't want the whole, oh my gosh, the non-Christian family are these horrible things. We don't like those stereotypes. Right. But we really wrote them to, he was just, they were just kind of ditzy and not really paying attention to their kids' right. life, which is, or being, you know, a stage mom or a stage dad. And they read that script and they came in oh, on day one. Yeah. They nailed it. They got it. They were like, we understand these people. And they were hilarious because we wanted they were. them to be funny, not... Not like where you're like, ooh, they're so mean or horrible. You hate them. More just like they're hilarious because they're just in their own agenda the whole time, which they were amazing. They did such yeah. a job. They were, they were great. They played it. They played it perfect, like you said. And they, you, you definitely got that very same vibe, Alexander, that they are, they're just don't, they're, like you said, they're very ditzy. They're sort of, they don't they're understand. oblivious. Yeah, they're oblivious. They are oblivious completely, but. Um, so well done, and you, John, you're right. The uh, um, the the guitar playing and the music um, is so to me was very important in the movie, and really makes for I won't spoil it, but it makes for such a great crescendo mm. to me uh, because the you know sound in in a movie obviously is critical, mm. and music in a movie can really like make a movie from go from good to great. And I thought that the song and, and everything really kind of was a great crescendo to me. I'm glad, you know, um, and I was worried because the song plays three times and I was really trying to make sure that we didn't right. do it, you know, and I think right. that we figured out how to make it work, but uh, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, oh, sorry. Uh, right. both girls, but Maya Horcher, especially, you know, who was the most on camera playing, even Katie, right. when, she was playing on camera it wasn't right. so obvious like the actual what she was doing right but Maya Horcher 
like had to like really learn it and she did oh, not wow. play the guitar at all so really um, luckily the girl the lady who wrote the song is hope allers who wrote uh -huh. dear sparrow the song she plays right and she lived in kentucky and came and helped us um basically teach the ladies how to play the guitar properly and uh oh, wow. um was you know it was instrumental and the amount of time that maya put into learning that was mm -hmm. all her own initiative. Like she could have just gone back to her room or hotel and just done nothing, but she clearly tried and understood the importance of what she was trying, you know, had to do. Right. And that's um, great. yeah, so that's good. But it honestly, it was, it was important and mm -hmm. it was an extra thing to worry about. Right. <laughs> well, but, uh, and uh, I, I didn't feel as far as far as a, from the, from an audience perspective, I guess for, for me watching it, I, I didn't feel like, it was overplayed and especially because you kind of anticipate that that's what's going to be played at that crescendo moment. And then it's sort of like fully played. It's not really fully played really until that moment. Yeah. So you only hear part of it. Correct. And then you got to hear the whole thing. So it's, I think it worked out fabulous. You know, what's fun is it puts you in mom's shoes too. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And um, just, just so well done. I, I I I can't tell you how much I think people should go oh, uh, go rent it. that movie. It, We're really proud of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, Where can we and, rent it? It's on uh, Amazon and know. iTunes for sure. Um, Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Spectrum, Verizon, YouTube. anywhere that you could YouTube. If you just search switched. And then well, switchmovie.com. Yeah, that's true. That's the best way to do it. It gives you all the places you can rent it. Just click on it, but. Literally, Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, Spectrum, Verizon, any place that you can video on demand will yeah. be out on DVD on October 6th. Oh, great. So buy oh, sweet. Walmart or oh, you can neat. Amazon right now and pre-order the DVD right now. I did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're yeah. so dorky. We order our own movies because oh, yeah. we want them to get them the day that they come out so that we can like sing and dance and jump around. <laughs> right. like, you bought your own movie? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm so excited about it. I'll be like... <laughs> at walmart on october 6th to buy it from the show it's like really we still do that we're just it's awesome. she chases people through walmart trying to sign the dvd and they're like no don't i don't know who you are crazy lady and they're like running away from her right, <laughs> right. not happen but it would be really funny if it did Great. <laughs> just just hang out at walmart at the at the, at the dvd yeah, like, certainly set up your own like signing booth <laughs> Pretty funny. I make my own table. That's actually kind of a funny, like, gorilla marketing idea. Is like set up our own signing booth at Walmart. And right. Like, how long does it take this for them to kick movie. us out, or do they decide to let us stay? I don't know. Yeah. And, and vlog I it. Vlog the whole thing. You can I set mean, up a geocache too. Right. Yeah. Come find it. your DVD that's signed by us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it, well, yeah. We're always it's in on aisle twelve, too. hidden behind. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, However, we'll, we'll post updates as we move around the store. Person, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be so DVD, funny. Buy two and give one to a friend. That's there you go. Saying. Yes, yeah. Christmas you know, is coming have... soon. Hey, Christmas is coming soon. Christmas isn't far away. We had somebody come to see the film in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, where my sister and our partner Andrea lives, and they came and saw the film in the movie theater. And they are a school teacher, and they walked away and said, "I am literally buying like fifty copies and handing this out to every school teacher to oh, right. show this to their kids to be like, what a great way to show empathy, to show compassion." And that was really exciting. Like I hope a lot of schools do that and get this yeah. out to kids. Yeah. Like we have a whole curriculum, we have a whole 
Bible study and journal right. and stuff that goes along with the movie. So we're going to work with Outreach, which is a company that gets it out to churches. But we actually wrote a whole high school. Andrea wrote a whole high school curriculum that isn't faith based so that high schools cool. could get the movie and do the study with the kids. Because we think it's so important to not just watch the movie, but to continue. What is the conversation? Yeah. Look right. Like? Totally. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, if you let uh if you let Udak know, she's in she lives in Los Angeles, so you could let her know where you're gonna be and she'll show up and uh she'll be one of your fans and she can she'll take jump up and down FTF and mean? FTF first defined. First defined. Uh, <laughs> Could you always I don't know, you, you don't know your competition with Alexandra. She's like <laughs> she's like camping out the night before. Right. But really uh, yeah, so put put it on your Instagram or somewhere, and I, I'm sure we'll we'll have some geocache people show up and. Uh, Wait, we, we can be the geocache. Yeah, uh, where do you there you go. Live? What's the part of the uh, country you're in? Uh, me or her? Me? Or everybody? Oh, Every I'm an single, single person. No, I'm our I'm an hour east of Dallas. Uh, I'm Derek in Memphis, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. An okay. hour east of Dallas is that so, is that getting towards Shreveport? Yeah, in between. I'm I'm in Greenville. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I have my Bucky's hat from my last time. Yes, when we drove back from movie, I stopped at Bucky's. Yes, Gary sent a picture today. Bucky, you were at Bucky's today, Gary. I was at Bucky's today. You yeah. <laughs> oh Gary, Gary, do you go to buy Bucky's very often? All the time. I can. Can I ask you to look for something for me? I'm going to connect sure. with you after this. Send me a note. I'll, I'll, I'll get. I'll find you something. Yeah, I love. We were just at Bucky's uh, before the shows. My wife and I we were. We had to finally wanted to, you know, because she finally got out of quarantine from. She works at a school and she had to quarantine for two weeks. For two weeks, so uh, okay. she's like, "We're going to Bucky's." I was like, "Yes, we are. We're going to Bucky's." So yeah, Dude, Bucky's is like I had never been there before. And oh, it was, it's awesome. Uh, it was, uh, my friend Lama told me to go, and like, dude, it blew my mind. I bought yes, hats. I bought like, awesome. all kinds of stuff. I shouldn't have bought any of it. I bought all of it. There, uh, I bought a giant Bucky statue if they had let me. They, exactly, that'd be perfect. <laughs> My son lives in, Ma in Macon, Georgia. Macon, uh, Georgia. He lives in Macon, so he's not. But he said they're building a Bucky's in Macon, Georgia. So if y'all are ever filming in the Atlanta area, you can run over to Ma go over to uh, Macon. Let's do that because we were just in Columbus. But right. Um, well, I just said that because Switch is playing in a movie theater outside of Nashville, Tennessee, a few hours outside in Tennessee. So. Oh wow! But. And it actually, it's in 15 movie theaters right now. So I was just checking. That's awesome. We're, we're in Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana, Wisconsin, showing us Ohio, like three theaters in Ohio. So if you live, check your local uh, movie theater. Yeah. You could go see Switch to the movie theater and it's way better on the, we had some friends who went today in Kentucky and they were like, the movie's even better on the big screen. And we right. took more things away from the story, just getting to see it Yes. on the big screen. So. Yes, no, you're exactly right. We were uh, we were fortunate enough to see uh, Treasure, which was a yeah. geo movie. We actually got to see that. Uh, I saw it on a in a drive-in of all places, and um, yeah. then I was able to see it actually in a theater. But seeing it at the drive-in, and uh, I'm such a I'm such a, uh, a kind of a movie nerd, but I was so thrilled because I'd helped Chris market it. And so he didn't tell me oh, this. He didn't oh, tell me this. I'm, I'm at the drive-in and I'm watching it. And, and we had promoted this whole thing. So I'm watching it and the credits are rolling, right? 
Who yeah. watches the credits? Well, I, you know, and there weren't that many credits, but it's rolling. <laughs> yeah, Derek watches them, and my name comes up in the credits. No way. That's yes, awesome. he put my name. He put several geocaching people's names in the credits. It was very surreal to see your name up on a drive-in theater screen. That's pretty cool. As it's rolling, because I can. Plus, I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was happening. So it's also a rare thing, more than ever. Specifically, the the driving. Well, it used to be rare. Now it's more common. Right. But, you know, that's pretty. Well, cool. Ryan gave me a hard time because I had seen the movie so many <laughs> times ahead of time. That's what Ryan said. But I was right reciting now. the movie during the thing, and I had to shut up because it was like, oh, I'm saying the movie because <laughs> I had worked with Chris on the movie beforehand. So I, I got a copy of the movie beforehand and I watched it, you know, a bunch of times. And by the way, it's got hidden trackable codes. That's a big deal with- Because you had uh, asked us about eight run risk if there was hidden codes in it. Oh, we yeah. were like, yes. do not follow the coordinates. There's nothing there. Sorry, I mean, yes. It wouldn't be hard to get to. It's just middle of nowhere. No. In the earth, but there's nothing there. The people uh, on the back of the, on the back of coins, I'm gonna cover it up because people will try to cover it. But on the back of the coins, right at the bottom part, there is uh, a trackable code. Here, I'll show part of the trackable well, code. Well, of course, they had these, too. Oh, wait. Yeah, let me see oh, that wow. one. Cool. That's a big deal. That's oh, the treasure. Cool. Yeah, I got, I got one of those. Oh, wow. that's really cool. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, cool. Focus. Yeah. Focus. Oh. Focus. Yeah, I know. It's oh. not one to focus now. Cool. Oh, well. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, hardcore. Wow. We have to... Oh, it's got a heart. It's got a heart with hands shaking. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, it's like switch. See, it's like switch. It's like a well, circle. It's going in a circle. And but the thing is, it comes off too. It does different. The part comes off. Yep, I got mine too somewhere. So yeah, so it comes <laughs> off with different things. Oh wow! So you can add it on there. That's yep. amazing. Oh well. That yeah, was the thing that's you found another. In the cache or what? Um, those are usually you can find coins and caches, geo coins. Most of the time, you find the path tag because people are willing to. These are the these are path tags that here. Let me see if I let me do this real quick. So that's a path tag. Oh, that's oh, cool. Wow. One of our path tags. Ooh. So, so it's just people get them made and they leave them in the cache or what? Like yeah, they token, leave, leave people to find. Yeah, because um, I know you can leave tokens and stuff. Yeah. So this is a uh, trackable or uh, is tr that's trackable. Cool. I had it there for so there it is. Now, would you ever consider leaving that in the cache that you ever found? Like, would you oh yeah, I would yeah. leave it. Oh, the coins probably like not. Pass it along? No, okay. I would not leave a coin. <laughs> not leave a coin because people don't know because the uh, sure. coins yeah. are supposed yeah. to. Yeah, those coins are about fit can be anywhere from fifteen to twenty to thirty dollars each, whereas these mm -hmm. path tags are about. Miss Pac-Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Too. I meant a path yeah. tag. You're like, would, would you oh. ever take oh, something yeah. you found and decide to leave it in another cache? I, I, yeah. I leave path tags. Yeah. Yeah. Path tags I leave all the time. Yeah, path tags are they're not very expensive uh, to purchase and a lot of people like to people love to, to oh my gosh, we got a whole pile of them. Uh, people yeah. love I got tons of Yeah, look the Derek's in light of our last movie and what to do with your inheritance, if you had no one to leave your inheritance to, would you consider leaving it inside of a geocache somewhere and hiding it? Oh wow. That's, That's a good, good one. question. Hmm. That's I, I think that sounds like a movie script. It does, huh? Man on Earth leaves John Graham, everybody. John Graham. John Graham. <laughs> Good idea. I actually just read an article about the jelly bean guy. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, uh -oh. Yeah, you, you, the, for the golden ticket. Yeah, the it comes out. Yeah, I'm I'm entered in for it. So, 
I'm oh, that's right. It. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I'm waiting for the clue to come out for Tennessee to see what we, yeah. what I can do for it. So Ooh. it's a golden ticket. You can, uh, yeah, I've, yeah, definitely heard about that, that one. You can't take that one. That's John's. It's trademarked. <laughs> you guys, I'm gonna step out. He's gonna yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're wrapping up. Thanks, yep. John. Thanks, so John. Much. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk. This was fun. We should do it again soon. I'm oh, actually, absolutely. Um, I'm going to be staying with my mom for a while at uh, the same property we filmed at your own rest. So a point, if you want to, yeah. if you want to do like a little special, like brief interview, I can maybe like show you around the property or something. Mexico, yeah. Cause that's the actual, yeah, that's where yeah, that's that'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Well, well thank you. It's all within 150 feet of my mom's house. Well, that's right. I know. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks. Oh, that's great. Uh, so. Yeah, we're having uh, a little um, party because he's, moving to new mexico on tuesday from los angeles so oh, okay going away party tonight so there's a bunch of people out there and rick's here and i do love that like rick and john and i make movies together and yet we also all hang out all the time so it's yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah they're just in my living room because they're my buddies and we make movies yeah. together we that's really awesome. are like the indie filmmaking group that are friends right no that's great yeah no we'll, we'll wrap up so you can get to the party but thank you so much and um it was a lot of fun. Love talking about different movies. Uh, I think I think the uh, audience I think loved it. They were very engaged in in all of, all of that. So again, thank you so much, Alexander. We'll talk again yes. soon. And thank you. Uh, yeah. well, well, can I just say um, yeah. to wrap it up too that like thank you for all the kind words about Switch. To me, <laughs> this is one of my biggest passion projects of my life. I was so bullied as a, a young girl. Girls can be so mean to each other. Like, you know, guys kind of like punch each other and they're like best friends again. Right. Girls are so mean in very, very manipulative ways. And if they don't like you, they make your high school year or the Ugh. rest of your high school done. So wow. when, you know, when this idea came to us, it was so important to me that I could be a part of maybe changing the narrative for young women. Yes. And in fact, when I met with some really big studios and I won't say studio names, but I had one woman who was like, you know, we get a lot of guy bully movies, but right. we rarely see girl bully movies. Right. It is, it is something that needs to be talked about and dealt with. So I really appreciate all the kind words and I really want everyone to see it because this movie really deals with girls and their relationships yes. with each other. No one's chasing boys, which a lot of the movies are, still about girls chasing boys and like come on it's the year 2020 can we teach these girls something new that like relationships with each other are important and if we take that into adulthood we don't have to step on each other to get somewhere we can actually climb the ladder together and help each other right so no this you're, means a lot to me no that's wonderful yeah no i'm i, I wanted to i wanted definitely to cover that because i i agree i mean uh you know, Derek and I, we, we we don't we can see it from the outside. I mean, Derek has a daughter. I don't I don't have any yeah. daughters, but I have, you know, uh, been around and had friends who, uh, you know, who are girls who, um, it it can be so devastating. And mm -hmm. for guys, it's like, oh, you know, you, like you said, you kind of give them a little little hit on the shoulder, and you go, yeah, you know, you'll be fine. It's like, but it, it, there's a lot there that we got as a society, we've got to get over this idea that it's that all that stuff is okay. You can't, you just can't be part of that. We've got to stop. And we need to know what our kids are doing on social media. Right. I yes. think that's a huge part of this movie. 
It talks about finding out what your kid's doing yes. because you might not even know. I mean, one of the, a girl who came to audition for us, you guys, a girl came to the audition said to me, this movie is so important to me. My parents actually moved me out of my hometown because the girls who were so mean, they were telling me to kill myself. Oh. And I was literally at the point where I just thought maybe I should kill myself because these are just kids. They think this is the yeah. end of the world. Yeah. And she goes, I want to make this movie. I want to be a part of this because I was literally on the verge of killing myself because I was being told to do it by the girls in my class. Right. And when my parents found out, they took me out of my school, put me somewhere else. And I'm like, man, like, I mean, we need 17 million more movies that deal with this issue yes. that out there that isn't being talked about, that isn't being addressed, you know, a, a, from a way that, I mean, we thought like a switching bodies couldn't have been a better I, a way to show what it is like to walk in someone else's shoes. And yeah. Yes. We're so divided in our country and there's so much hate and anger that to me, this movie is like the perfect timing to be like, hang on, before you yell at somebody over that social media account, you don't know their face. You don't right. know how that's going to affect them. Words are very strong and they have a huge impact on people's lives. And I really hope that I know that switch is for teen girls, but I feel like it's for adults too. And I, Oh like yeah, no, I, I love it. Parents to sit yes. down with their kids and, and maybe, you know, a lot of people bully in the office space and like adults bully each other. Yeah. And, uh, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that it kind of starts a love revolution. And, you know, some of the messages that we have already received are overwhelming of girls being like, wow, I, I might not envy that person. I might, I'm going to think a little bit about how great my life is. Yeah. Because there is this like ideology of looking on social media and idolizing somebody and saying their life's better than mine. Yes. You don't know that until right. you live their life. It's all just facade anyway yeah. i go forever i just yeah. thank you guys so much for yes. switch because i think it could change the world one of our reviews was like this could really change the world and to me if we change one person's heart then that's enough because that could that could yeah. change and, yep. and and if we one of the things i really want switch to do is to kind of make people think about why the bully is a bully because we need to love the bully we need to find yes. out what's wrong with them because if you could heal their heart, you will stop a chain reaction exactly. of all the people. And yeah. as you know, Derek, because you're so engrossed in this, yeah, we got to get, it's not just about the victim. It's about what's going on in that person's life that they're being mean. Right. Yeah. Well, that's find what they, in like in autism, you got to find what the antecedent is. What's the cause? Right. Because yeah. you don't cause? know what, you don't know what, you don't know the backstory of the bully. I mean, I was bullied as well. I was beat up and several bathrooms when I was in high, not in high school, but when I was in elementary school, I was picked on. And I know a lot of geocachers get picked on because it's kind of a geek sport, but <laughs> it's, um, and I don't know if sport's the right word to use either, but it's, 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 but that we've all been there and we don't, some of us may just try and let it roll off like a, off a of water off a duck's back, but it's, it, it hurts. And, the old it saying, hurts and it, it stays with you forever. It does. The old saying, sticks and stones may bake my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's absolutely false. Not true. Not <laughs> true. Because words no. hurt more than anything. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, there's the tongue, which is one of the smallest parts of your body, is one of the most dangerous parts sharpest, of anything. Sharpest, sharpest part yeah. of our body. And, you know, one really cool thing that happened in my life was... I was bullied bad. I 
went to my hometown as an adult to make wish for Christmas. You guys have been so awesome to promote. And I actually was looking for a crew member and I put it on Facebook and this girl who actually bullied me answered the ad and I gave her the job. And it was the best thing I ever did because her and I got to talk as adults. And I was telling her some of my experiences and she was like, you know, that's really interesting because I was being bullied over here. Plus I had a really tough home life because my father had passed away mm -hmm. and she shared with me all the stuff that was going on inside of her home, her life and the other kids at school that were bullying her. And she goes, wow. I didn't even realize what I was doing to you wow. because I didn't even, I was so wrapped up in my own pain. And it was so awesome as adults to get through that and to hug each other and love each other. Like we talk about it in Switched. I know right. Gary yeah. watched it. Right. It's never too late to go back and heal a wound and find out what was really going on in your life. I don't yeah. know. We didn't know. So there's a lot of big lessons that can be learned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I really appreciate you talking about it. Oh, no problem. No problem. Uh, all right, stick around for a second. We're gonna do a quick wrap up, and I'll we'll let you get to your your party here. So. We want to definitely do that. So. Yeah, no, you're great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you again. All right, here's we gotta we're gonna outro it. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.